This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 410 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have a good neighbor that, boy, for some of you listeners, this is going to be a real treat because we have Stacy Adams. Her company or the company that she represents is Alliance Financial. But there's a history here, right, Stacy? There is, Charlie. Good to see you today. Great to have you. And back to the, the mystery here. I'm not going to reveal it yet. I'm going to allow you, but your voice may sound familiar to some of our listeners, correct? Possibly the name, possibly the voice. Sure. <laughs> so should we let everyone in on the secret? That's your call, Stacy. That's All your right. call. So if I seem a little familiar, it's because uh, hopefully I was in your homes for many, many years. What? I spent uh, 12 of my 24 years as a news anchor here at Wink TV doing the news both in the morning in the beginning and at the 10 and the 11 at night by the time I left. You had full days. Holy cow. Well, I didn't do, I did the mornings for several years and then I ultimately okay. moved up to the evening. So okay. yeah. Wow. Good for you. Well, we got to talk about that, but let's start with Alliance Financial. Tell us about what you're doing. So back in 2016, I always like to say I had an expiration date in TV. I just didn't know what the shelf life was. So I had my son late in life. I was 40 years old and he was three at the time. And I just thought, well, you know, I'm going to expire and I don't want to. So I was very fortunate to have lived a, a very long career, 24 years in television. That's kind of a really long dinosaur time. And I jumped out. I jumped into PR for a hot minute and just didn't like it. I just didn't like putting my name to things that I didn't feel were 100% forthcoming. So I was invited to come here and join Alliance Financial Group. And I went and got my licenses. I'm fully licensed. I do advanced insurance planning as well as investments. And mm -hmm. I really, really love it, Charlie, because the bottom line is I'm really still doing what I always did, which is interviewing people, finding out all about them, and then trying to give them information so they can make some good choices, right? Like no one wants to work until they're 65 or 70 or 80. So, yeah. but they're scared because they don't know. And there's so much fine print and there's so many confusing things and the internet's full of good, bad and ugly, and you don't know what to do. So it's really my job to kind of dissect it and then give it to the client in a way that they can understand it. So they start to make decisions because no decision is not a good decision. Mm -hmm. That's a really good advice, boy. No decision. I love that. Well, tomorrow's coming no matter if we're ready or not, right? So yeah, we kind yeah, of have to prepare for it. We can't just live in the moment as much as we like to. We really have to. I always say I like nice shoes today, but I want nice shoes in 20 years too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's so easy just to, you know, put your head in the sand, right? You know? Yes, of course. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun. And then people say, I don't have enough. Well, yeah. First of all, you have to have you have to do something with what you have. I mean, I, I don't have a magic wand to make something that there's not, but it's really important to understand what you have and how to maximize what you have and get in, get doing something now yeah. so that we really can, you know, enjoy some later years. I mean, we all earned it. We worked hard. It's called have a plan, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's got to provide, it must be such a great feeling. I mean, the peace of mind that you provide yeah. because, uh, you know, I, I can, I can imagine so many folks, you know, with that unknown and they keep putting it off and putting it off and hoping and praying. And then, 
you know, probably in many cases you work with folks and, and you lay things out, things that they aren't even aware of, right? Or they don't really see the way they should. And they go, oh, okay. They feel yeah. a lot better, right? Yeah. The biggest one is everyone's got a 401k or a lot of people have one and they think yeah. that's the holy grail and they don't understand what the ramifications are tax wise, right? It's, you're going to be taxed the most on that product and how they're going to get their money out in retirement. It's great that they saved it, but now what? <laughs> like I got, I have this asset, but like, what am I going to do with it? And so really helping people kind of navigate all of that as well. And you can't do it the year before you want to retire. I mean, you can, but it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> no, it's not. Wow. Well, how about your journey, both in the, you know, the news business and then, you know, the financial side of things. What was that like? Oh, wow. Like I, you know, it's funny because it feels like two different lifetimes. Yeah. I had such a lucky, you know, career path. I, I, I can't even express it. I, you know, I went to school at USF in Tampa. I interned. I'm a firm believer in every child should intern because you really have to see the day to day. Right. Yeah. So I interned yeah. at WFLA. And then my first job was in Laredo, Texas. Wow. I went sight unseen with all my stuff in my car. And this was back in the 90s. So you know how old I am. Uh. <laughs> it was, we didn't have computers, folks. And yes. I need $5.50 an hour to be the noon anchor slash weather reader slash producer. Slash oh, producer. my Lord. Yeah. But I did it for a year. Then I wow. moved to Traverse City, Michigan. Then I moved to Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. And then I moved to Tucson, Arizona. And then I came here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, it all looks so glamorous from the outside and how lucky and oh, you must make so much money and and the 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 upheaval in life and and uh, you know, but you were driven, obviously, and, and uh, looking for growth and good for you. I mean, I wouldn't change anything about it. I had so many phenomenal experiences. The money's really bad in the beginning, but if you can hold on to the train, it, it does pay off at some point. But, you you know, like anything else, like everything else, actually, it, it takes a while for things to work out. Um, I mean, I've interviewed so many amazing people, both everyday people. And then, you know, I mean, I interviewed um, Richard Simmons before he went into hiding. I've interviewed... Um, George W. Bush, when he was a governor of Texas and wow. he was at Jeb Bush's inauguration, I interviewed Janet Reno when she was attorney general. Um, uh, Jamie Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, I interviewed. I interviewed her father, Tony Curtis. I mean, it's like, you know, wow. so it's really exciting, but it's hard. I mean, people think you just work an hour a day and they don't see all the work you do yeah. to come out and present. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All the prep, you know, they just see the so-called fun that you're having, right? <laughs> yeah. So how about, very cool sharing all those different interviews. What one, whether it's a notable person or not, which one stands out the most if you, if you were to say, hey, this was the most unique interview? Um, one of them stands out the most for not a good reason, though. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, it was my in interview with Victoria Principal. I was out in Tucson, Arizona. It was a satellite live. So if you probably know what that means, but uh -huh. she's where she is in California or wherever she is. And I'm, but we're speaking live. I was yeah. in the studio and she had this new book out. I don't remember the name of the book, but it was kind of like the, the principal secret or the secret or whatever it was. And she was talking about how 
women need to take care of themselves and look great and blah, blah, blah. But I asked her if she'd had any plastic surgery to look like that. And she didn't like that I asked her that. The reason I asked her that is because she's married to a very famous plastic surgeon. Ah, and I yeah. thought that was a fair question because if you're right. going to tell women, especially my working women getting up early in the morning, you should do this, that, and the other, and you have access and have done plastic surgery, I thought that was a fair comment to ask. And she said, that's none of your business and I'm not going to answer that. And I said, well, I guess that tells me a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it didn't go very well. I wasn't trying to throw her under the bus. I just feel like yeah. transparent. You know, yeah. it's fine that you've had it, but don't tell people that you've done it naturally if there's been some enhancements. Yeah. That's how it felt. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. But yeah, a little awkward. It's uh, <laughs> it's what we do. Right? It's what we do, right? <laughs> we have to ask the hard questions. And so I still do that today. I ask the hard questions. Yeah. yeah. I love it. How about when it comes to misconceptions or myths in the financial planning world. What do you hear? What can you maybe dispel for our listeners? Oh, there's so many. And listen, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there are a lot of bad apples out there, right? Unfortunately, you know, the Bernie Madoffs and the, you know, the Ivan yeah. and all these people that have kind of, those are the ones you hear about. But there are plenty of us who are here for the client, doing the right thing, trying to, you know, make a difference. So I guess what I would say to clients is, um, first, it's a relationship. Right. Like I always joke with my clients and I say, this is like dating. You have to like me and I have to like you because we're yeah. going to work together. Yeah. Um, you have to if you have a gut feeling, then go with your gut. If it's not good, move on. There's plenty of people out there willing to help you um, do some investigating. Find out who they are. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But the misconceptions are that everyone is not out there for the client. And that's not true. That's not true. Unfortunately, the news gives a lot of credence to the ones that didn't do the right job, but there are plenty of us who are really trying to help. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I gotta say, we've interviewed uh, quite a few financial planners and they all seem, you know, they're in it because they enjoy helping people and working with folks and providing that, we talked earlier, peace of mind. And uh, yeah. so, good, good stuff. How about outside of the business? What are you doing for fun? Oh, I don't have that much time. I have a nine-year-old. <laughs> I feel like I work a lot. Um, <clears throat> what do I do for fun? I love just really decompressing. Like I'm that kind yeah. of person. I guess I go pretty hard all week long. So I love spending time with my family. You know, we kind of, we're building this new lanai. So we just like kind of, you know, enjoying that time, spending some time with good friends. Um, I don't know. I mean, COVID's been kind of interesting, right? We all kind of got locked down and had to start really enjoying each other again. <laughs> Although I joked at one point, I'm like, can we quarantine with new people? Can we like, you know, but no, I mean, I just, I, you know. Well, I we all have like rotations, right? Right. I mean, we had all kind of had our fill of our own people. Like, what's right, Next. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, how about from a Hardship, Stacey, uh, looking back in life, a challenge that you can now say, hey, it was rough, but I'm better for today. I'm stronger. What comes to mind? So kind of a, a life experience. So when I was still in television, my father was at my house. I was massively pregnant. I was like eight months pregnant. Mm. My mother and my father were at my house Thanksgiving weekend. And my father has a massive heart attack in the house at two in the morning um, and never recovers like his aunt, you know like is in a coma and the decision has to be made, you know, do you take him off or do you leave him? 
And I use that experience so often. It was so devastating. I mean, it was two months to the day of my son being born. Mm. And I use that experience because it, it really helps me now navigate with clients. Like I've seen what that looks like. I know what it looks like when the spouse has to make a decision. My mother was saying, don't take him off. I was the executor of the will. And I said, you can't say that. Like, that's not what his living will says. It says, do not resuscitate me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so many people don't have their wills done. I don't do them clearly, but I make sure my clients have them. Not only the will, but the living will, because why do you want to put your spouse through that experience where you have to say out loud, yes, don't keep him on support. I mean, even though you know intrinsically that's what they want, like it's a horrible thing to say out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So do that as a love for your loved ones. That has helped me a lot. Um, losing someone that important, you know, kind of helps me really empathize with people, but also have those really hard conversations of, you know, there was no life insurance for my mother. She was 64, that whole, oh, the kids are out of the house, we're fine. Right. You know, she had to go right back to work at 64 because yeah. that's how it was. Yeah, it's a rough age to start over, right? Yeah, for sure. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you, uh, you're in a good spot, yeah. you know, to share those experiences and really help folks from that. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about you and your services? What would that be? Oh, about my services. I thought about just about me. Um, well, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's one and the same, right? Okay. Yeah. At the end of the day, people are by people, right? They, right. they, they so You're right. yeah. I would say the one thing I want them to know about me is I think I'm pretty funny. Like I think I'm funny. <laughs> just that, just that comeback there. Says it all. Funny. It's funny. I was in a um, in a cab years and years and years ago um, in New York when I actually did a promo with. Remember Harry Smith and Paul Azan from CBS. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like I think we're around the same age, but anyway, yeah. um, I was in this cab going to the shoot and. This guy, I was making some jokes to the cab driver. He goes, you're really funny. And I go, that's super great. That's almost as great as telling me I'm pretty. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I, I really want my clients to enjoy it. I mean, listen, talking about money is heavy. Um, it doesn't have to be. And I always tell them, at least not magical. Like, this is not magic. You have to do part of your part. I have to do my part. And together we'll be successful. But if you're not willing to save or kind of alter some behaviors, like I can't make something out of nothing, but I do want it to be fun, Charlie. I want that when we have those meetings that they know we're going to, we're on the same side of the table, that it's going to be enjoyable. It's not going to be like, Oh, this lady is calling me again. I really want it to be fun. I want them to feel like they're friends. My clients can call me anytime. They always have access to me because it's their money and it's important. Yeah. Well, I got to share with you, Stacy. Yeah, as you know, we do these interviews based on nominations and you were nominated by one of your clients. I won't say the name, but I'm mm -hmm. sure you know. Mm -hmm. um, and she said to me, you know, you've got to interview Stacy. She takes this very kind of, you know, financial planning, intimidating process that no one really wants to talk about and makes it fun and engaging. And you just you just feel great after working with her. Uh, so you're you're doing it. That makes me feel so good. And at the end of every meeting, I usually look at the client and say, how do you feel now? Yeah. Because I don't want them leaving feeling more uptight or more you know, unsure or more confused. They need to feel like they're starting to sit in the driver's seat, right? Like they understand where they're going. If your plan is so complicated that you can't follow it, you should think about not doing it. 
it, it doesn't need to be that complicated. It really doesn't. Love it. Love it. How about our listeners who want to get in touch, want to learn more, where should we send them? Um, you can email me directly, Stacy Adams at AFGFL.com. My name is spelled with an E, so don't forget that. It's one word. And you can call me on my office phone, 239-270-5389. Well, terrific. Well, Stacy, thank you very much. You were awesome. I feel like this is like a bonus. I feel like we did two interviews in one with your past life and your current life, you know? Yeah, you were great, Charlie. You did a great job. This was so enjoyable. Well, that means a lot coming from you, Stacy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.